Morning. Happy Mother's Day to you. Are you saying Happy Mother's Day to me? <laughs> We're glad that you're here today. We welcome you here. And it is wonderful to be with God's people in God's house to fellowship and to worship our Lord together. And so we welcome you today. We welcome welcome our guests, especially you are very important to us. And we're glad that you're here I'd like to ask, if you would, to stop by our hospitality table on your way out. We have a little gift for you over there, and so we'd love for you to stop and, and uh, pick that up right after the worship service. A few announcements uh, that I would like to call to your attention. First of all, the attendance sheets. I'd like to remind you of our attendance sheets that are, that are on the end of each row. I'd like to ask, if you would, to take that and to fill it out and um, pass it down the row so others can fill it out and give us as much information as uh, if you feel comfortable give, giving to us. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter that we send out each Thursday, it, uh, please give us your email address and we'll be sure to put you on our list. Uh, that will give you an opportunity to see all the opportunities for worship and fellowship and service here at Community Baptist Church. And so if you would do that, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, we had a wonderful day uh, yesterday. Uh, we were, we uh, had a Mother's Day celebration. Uh, each year we have a Mother's Day breakfast on the day before Mother's Day. And I think yesterday set a record. There were 65 ladies that were served here yesterday. And... Oh, look at, oh gosh, <laughs> look at that, nice pictures, that's great, uh, but it was a wonderful, wonderful time, wonderful time, so uh, we were glad for that, and uh, glad to honor our mothers in that way. 
Uh, we we had breakfast yesterday. We had breakfast today. You know, we we're Baptists. We like to eat. So in that vein, we're having lunch on th- on Tuesday <laughs> for our joy lunch group. Uh, our senior citizens group is meeting at noon on Tuesday uh, to enjoy uh, our fellowship meal together, a, a potluck meal, as well as a program that will be put on by Dr. Phil Basinger. And uh, we we know uh, Dr. Phil Basinger well and uh, enjoy him, and we'll, we'll look forward to that program. So come and, and join us on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. I mean at 2 o'clock, at 12 o'clock. Uh, our Youth Sunday will be next Sunday. Uh, so I won't be up here very much on next Sunday. Our youth will be kind of taking everything over, and, and uh, Kelsey Dunham is going to be our preacher for the day. And so we're looking forward to that. Kelsey, wonderful, wonderful message coming from you and from from all of not to put you on the spot or anything, but uh, uh, but and all of our youth will be participating in various ways in the worship service. And so we look forward to that. Um, Summer, I think you have a announce, announcement about the choir. Good morning. Next week, May 15th at four, four o'clock, your extraordinarily talented church choir, along with the Henderson Community Chorus, We'll be presenting Robert Ray's Gospel Mass here. It's the, it's the piece you heard on Easter, along with the piece you heard last week and four others. It was written in the 1970s. It's a bit of rock style, so come along and be prepared to dance a little bit and tap your feet. We hope to see you there. Excellent, excellent. Look forward to that. That's next Sunday at 4 o'clock here at Community Baptist. And Mary, I think you have some announcements uh, concerning our children today. Good morning. I know that Julie has been working so hard on the Youth Sunday, and I can't wait to see it. I'm sure she'll do a great job. A couple things coming up. Um, You've noticed in your bulletin that it says Children's Church for grades 3, 4, and 5 coming soon. That will happen starting June 12th. And Kurt Haynes has put a lot of time in this lesson. Uh, Well, excuse me. He's got two years' worth of lessons planned. Let me just read his thinking on Children's Church for grades 3, 4, and 5. What is great worship for kids? It is a program in which your kids truly worship God with understanding and have the opportunity to participate actively in worship. Y'all, he is duplicating what you participate out here. He'll be duplicating that for grades 3, 4, and 5 up there. Um... Your kids take part both in the preparation and the actual worship. So they'll learn how to do the offering. They'll learn every aspect of worship. He's put a lot of time into that. So that's coming June 12th. Um, Saturday, May 21st, will be a big day for the youth. Julie and I are kind of teaming together because, you know, we're taking, if you don't know, we're taking a group of kids to Panama City for church camp beginning July 4th. We have several kids signed up to go, so we have to obviously raise money for that and some of the things we do for children's ministries. Saturday, May 21st, we have a rummage sale planned here from 8 to 11, and we need lots of donations. So if you have anything you'd like to donate to the rummage sale, you can bring it in up until the 19th. You can put it under the stairs over there. You can go ahead and take it up to the rummage sale room, which is almost right above me. Um... The same day, from 12 to 2, we have a pork loin dinner pickup. Now, John's got his smoker ready, and we'll have 
grilled pork loin, three nice-sized slices, baked beans, and potato salad. And tickets will go on sale next Sunday. You can reserve today. Tickets will go on sale next third, excuse me, next Sunday. They are $6 a piece. So please, if you can, help the youth. We will need money to take the kids to Panama City and offer some scholarships and that kind of thing. Bible school. Bible school is right around the corner. It is June 6th through 9th. We team with three other churches. Um, it begins at 9 a.m. It will be over at 1230. The kids will also be provided lunch here, and that's through the school corporation. Um, some things we need, there's a sign-up sheet on the children's bulletin board over here. We, Our church is responsible for the treetop treats. And there are things up there like Honey Nut Cheerios, Lucky Charms. So if you have a chance, just if you would go by and just look to see if you can donate any of those food items, that would be appreciated. Also, if you've signed up to help for Bible school, on May 22nd, we ask that you stick around right after church. At 1230, we'll have lunch and kind of have a Bible school organization meeting. And also on Sunday, June 5th, that will be the day to decorate. And I know Greg Gibson has already talked about these 12-foot giant panda cutouts. And if you have not seen our church get transformed for Bible school, it's amazing. 12.30 on June 5th is when we'll start decorating for Bible school. And last but not least, children's church volunteers. We get the activities ready, and this is during the actual, actual church service. We do need volunteers, especially for next Sunday. I'd like to see if I could get a volunteer so I could listen to the youth Sunday. So thank you very much. That's all I have. Thank you, Mary. Uh, we've got a lot going on here, don't we? A lot of exciting things happening at Community Baptist Church, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, not the least of which is uh, our love for each other. So let me invite you to stand and share that love together by uh, greeting each other in the name of Christ. Thank you so much. It is good to share the love of Christ with one another. And sometimes it's hard to stop, isn't it? <laughs> Let's take our seats. And uh, we will enjoy a song now uh, by Terry Womack, one that he wrote called Mama Says. Yeah, I got to, I got to do this one. 
for a children's moment one time, and it seemed like the older folk got more of a kick out of it than the kids did. So, One of the things that I really, really loved about this church is you guys helped me through a very, very, very traumatic time about three years ago. And so I went out to the cemetery, and that made me sad. And Mom was never about sad. So I really thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to do this. You can cut that down. Just thank you. There's something in my closet I don't know why he's sad. When there's no one else around, he sneaks a peek. I think I will go tell Mama, cause if he wants someone to scare him, when she tells him what is what, he'll probably leave. Cause Mama knows just what to do and how things ought to be. She always tells me the truth and that's why I believe I keep looking for an answer I'll take her best guess and she'll be there for me always That's what mom's saying Close that door behind you don't forget to wipe your feet Mind your manners Remember who you're talking to Keep your voice down Cause you're in the house Thank God before you eat Close that bathroom door You little heathen you Oh mama knows just what to do And how things ought to be she always tells me the truth and that's why I believe Oh, if she don't know the answers I'll take her best guess and she'll be there for me always That's what Mama says Now Jesus told us stories Talk to us like kids Painted pictures with his words So we might understand He never hurt nobody Look at what we did But he keeps on reaching for us With a nail-scarred hand Jesus told us what to do And how things ought to be what he taught us was the truth and that's what I mean I keep on looking for those answers He'll take my best guess and he'll be there for me Always cause that's what mama said Thank you so much For those of you who do not know me, my name is Mary Rye. Um, people often ask me, here on Mother's Day, people often ask me, do you have children? 
And I tell them, I do not have children of my body. I have six children of my heart. I have three nieces and three nephews who are the, niece, who are the children of my heart. Um, Summer Bennett is one of the daughters of my heart. Um, and now she is having children, grandchildren of my heart. It's hard to think of that that way. Um, my grandnieces and nephews. Um, they are very special to me. And so it is with um, great honor that we do this baby dedication um, for the daughter and grandson of my heart. I'd like to ask Summer to come. Um, I'd like to ask her mother, my sister, to come stand with her, Patty Dykus. Um, I'd like to present to you Samuel Rye Bennett. Um, he has an older brother, Jackson Wayne Bennett, um, who is in the nursery. Um, if Samuel had been a girl, his middle name would have been my mother's middle name. But since he was a boy, he got her last name. Um, so I present to you Samuel Rye Bennett. So Summer, do you desire earnestly that Samuel grows up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? As a parent, do you covenant together with God to bring up Samuel in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and to assist him in growing as Jesus did in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and humanity? Because you desire for Samuel a knowledge of the scripture and a loving, respectful attitude toward God and God's son, Jesus Christ. Do you promise to use your name, your home, and the organization of the church to accomplish this task? Recognizing the responsibility that you all have as a congregation toward this child, do you agree to love and protect him, seeking always to manifest toward him a Christian spirit? Do you promise that by giving your time, talents, and money, you will do your part and provide spiritual instruction and Christian training? If you accept this responsibility, will you join me by indicating so by standing if you are able? We, the church, pledge to commit ourselves to nurture this parent and her child, to provide opportunities for training and growth in parenting and family enrichment, and to offer them our support and loving concern. Let us pray. God, our ultimate parent, we present to you Samuel. We ask your hand upon him. May he be blessed with the wisdom of Solomon. May he be blessed with the courage of David. May he be blessed with the faith of the women at the empty tomb. 
Thank you, God, for this child, for his mother and father, for his grandparents and great-grandparents. Thank you for this congregation who will be a nurturing fortress for him. We lift him to you, O God, and dedicate his life to you. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's a pretty special day. What is today? Mother's Day. You know, I see a lot of people out here, and it brings back memories. When my mother was alive, there were six of us. And on Mother's Day, all the sons and daughters that lived close would show up at First Baptist Church Madisonville and sit with Mother, including me. I was in the choir, but I'd come and sit with her. Boy, she would just be so proud. She would be so proud, and it just brings back memories. So, because she loved me so much, and she loved all of us, you know. When I think of God's love, and that's what the pastor's going to preach on today, I think of the mother's love that she had for me and for all of my siblings. And the only way I can envision how much God loves me is when I think about how much my mother loved me. And I know you all think that way, too, about your mothers. Don't you love your mothers a bunch? You got a mommy and a daddy. Well, daddy, you know, you know, we men always are behind the curve because, you know, Father's Day is way past Mother's Day. You know that. But, yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to love your dad, too. But his day will be coming up. His day will be coming up. So I'll bet you all got something else that you really love, some of you all. How many of you all have pets in your house? Okay. Do you love your pets? How do you share? You got what? Okay. Well, how do you, all right, if you love your pet, if I came over and watched you with your pet, what kind of things do you do to your pet or with your pet to show them that you love them? What kind of things do you do? All right, Jerry. You hug him, all right. You pet him, okay. Do you feed him or her? Okay. Okay. You take them on walks, yeah. You spend time with them, don't you? <laughs> okay. Wow, you all really do love your pets. And you know something? That's something about love. Because, you know, a lot of people think that if you say somebody, you're showing love, and you certainly are. But when you do things, then you are really showing love. And that's what loving is all about. Well, if we love our mother and we love our pets, 
How can we show our love to God? That's a tough one, okay? By praying to him, by spending time with him. Absolutely, that's a great answer. Other things. Speaking in tongues, I think. I'll tell you a couple other ways. You know, the Bible says in John that if we love God, we will keep his commandments. So when we do, it's just like our parents, when we do what they ask us to do, and sometimes they tell us to do it, they don't ask us, we show our love by doing what they ask us to do. And in another place in the scripture, God says that if we love others, that's helping show our love to God. Praying, doing what he asks us to do, and loving others. That's showing our love to God. All right, I want you to think. This week, make a plan about one thing you're going to do to show your love to God this week, okay? Think about it. Okay. Quick word of prayer, okay? Dear God, we tell you that we love you every day. But we know that we need to show our love to you too. So watch over us this week and help us make loving decisions every day for you. Amen. Thank you all. And do one other thing. When you go back, hug your mother. Show her that you love her so much, okay? Thank you all. Our scripture reading this morning is from 1 Peter 1, beginning with verse 22. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was, that was announced to you. Let us pray. Dear God, we are so aware that the world is made of things that do not last. But your truth lasts without interruption or destruction. And when at work in our lives brings new birth. We know that without Christ our life is uncertain as grass. But born again in Christ, life is eternal. We are thankful for your love and saving grace. For Christ who died for each of us. And for the forgiveness of our sins. Help each of us in our daily lives to show the love of Christ by serving others. In Christ's name.
Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for all of your creation, your son, our salvation, and for the joys and opportunities of this life. Thank you for our mothers and others that have nurtured us. We thank you also for the nurture of your Holy Spirit, who reminds us and prompts us daily to offer up ourselves as living sacrifices. Please bless our church, and especially now, these offerings and gifts. Amen.
Since today is Mother's Day, I thought I would begin with a list of what someone has called Murphy's Law of Parenting, or Murphy's Laws of Parenting. See if you can identify with any of these. Number one, the later you stay up at night, the earlier your child will wake up in the morning. Number two, the gooier the food, the more likely it is to end up in the carpet. Number three, the longer it takes you to make a meal, the less your child will like it. Number four, a sure way to get something done is to tell a child not to do it. Number five, for a child to be clean, something else has got to get dirty. Number six, toys multiply to fill any empty space. Number seven, yours is always the only child who doesn't behave. Number eight, if the shoe fits, it's expensive. And then number nine, backing the car out of the driveway always causes your child to have to go to the bathroom. Do any of these sound familiar to you? Probably do, and if they do, then chances are you're a mom. It, is, it isn't easy being a mom. I chuckled when I, I read a story by a mom named Mary Jane Kurtz. Mary Jane says that when she was a young single parent with four children, it was difficult to, to get them all ready for Sunday school and church and one particular Sunday morning, as the children started to complain and, and squabble with, with one another, Mary Jane stomped from one room to the next, saying out loud how important it was to go to church as a family and, and, and to have a good attitude. And suddenly she noticed that all four of her children were, were huddled together and, and laughing. And so Mary Jane asked, what's so funny? And they said, Mom, every time you slam down your foot, Smoke comes out. It must be the wrath of God. Well, in reality, it was the powder that Mary Jane had sprinkled into her shoes. But it had worked. It worked. She says that they made it to church on time that morning and, and uh, practically every Sunday after that. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of you busy moms sprinkle powder into your shoes to make a point, but I'm just reporting on what happened to Mary Jane here. And what we don't want to do on Mother's Day is to take our moms for granted. I think I have cited this before, but the best example that I know of of taking a mother for granted is the Mother's Day card that reads like this. Forget the housework, Mom. It's your day. Besides, you can always pull double duty tomorrow and catch out, catch up. Ah, uh, no, I didn't think that would go over with. <laughs> I, but, but you know what? I suspect that some of you moms can relate to that, can't you? We don't want to do that today. We don't want to take our moms for granted. As a matter of fact, today is a very special day. It is a, it is a day when we want to honor our moms, to tell our moms that we love you and we care for you deeply and we are tremendously thankful for the impact that you have made in all of our lives. And so for all of you who are mothers or mother figures or people who have mothers of the heart and are 
nurturing to, to children. Let me ask you to stand and let us honor you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for your lives and for sharing your lives with us. Since today is Mother's Day, I I, I want to draw to your attention um, our lesson for today from 1 Peter. Especially the 22nd verse where where we read these words. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers and sisters, love one another deeply from the heart. What a perfect passage of Scripture for a day when we honor our moms. Love one another deeply from the heart. I want you to notice that these words are directed at the community of faith. They are not being written for the secular world. The writer of this passage uses phrases like, since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, and a little farther he writes, for you know that it was not with perishable things you were redeemed, but with the precious blood of Christ. And then still farther he writes, now that you have been purified, have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers and sisters, love one another deeply from the heart. And then he adds, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imper- imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Folks, these are not words that the secular world would even understand. These are words written for Christians. It is Christians to whom he is saying, love one another deeply from the heart. And you know, love is the glorious burden of every Christian, isn't it? Christians can disagree about all kinds of things. We can disagree on social issues. For example, some Christians are teetotalers when it comes to alcoholic beverages, while others see no problem with drinking in moderation. We argue over how people are baptized or whether Christ is present in the Eucharist or not. Christians subscribe to both liberal and conservative political philosophies. We have all kinds of different interpretations of the Scripture. But one thing we cannot remove from the Christian community and still call ourselves followers of Christ is love. Deep, persistent, sacrificial love. We are a people who claim that God is love. And we are a people who are called to model that love in the world. And this is not to say that love does not exist in the secular world. It does. Dr. Thomas Lane Butts tells a a wonderful story about Larry Doby. Uh, Larry Doby was the first African-American baseball player in the American League and Doby played for the Cleveland Indians um, in the 1940s and 50s. But when he first came on board, he was reputed to be a good player and an excellent hitter. So when he came to bat in his first game, the fans waited to see what he could do. 
Well, it was a disaster. He swung at the first three pitches and missed them all by at least a foot. He struck out. The fans booed him off of the field. Larry Doby stared at the ground as he walked back to the dugout. He went to the end of the bench and sat down, put his, his, he, his head in his hands, and he just sat there. Well, the next batter up was the second baseman, Joe Gordon, an all-star hitter. And he always had hit this particular pitcher well. And everyone knew that he could not only hit the ball, but he could hit it out of the park. And so Joe Gordon stepped up to the plate. He swung at the first three pitches and missed each pitch by at least a foot. Fans couldn't believe it. A huge silence fell over the crowd. And Joe Gordon stared at the ground as he walked back to the dugout. He went to the end of the bench and sat down next to Larry Doby and put his head in his hands. And he just sat there. My friends, that's the stuff of which baseball legends are made. Even today, people wonder, did he strike out on purpose? Of course, nobody knows that for sure except for Joe Gordon. But but here's what is interesting. It is reported that from that day on, Larry Doby never went out onto the field, but that he did not reach down and pick up the glove of his teammate, Joe Gordon, and hand it to him. We see love lived out in many areas of the secular world. I heard about a man whose cell phone died. And this occurred just as he was trying to let his wife know that he was caught in a freeway gridlock and he would be late for their anniversary dinner. And so he wrote a message on his laptop asking other motorists to call her. He printed it up on a portable inkjet that he had in his car and taped it to his rear windshield. When he finally arrived home, his wife gave him the longest kiss ever. I really think you love me, she said. At least 70 people called and told me so. You see, we, we, live, we, we, we see love lived out in, in many areas of our secular world but here's the difference the difference is that for the world love is the exception and not the rule now think about it for every one of those 70 people who called this woman to tell her that her husband was caught in traffic there was probably another five or six hundred who passed by indifferently And probably another 70 or so who who cursed the man for trying to burden them with his problems. And that's the way the world operates, isn't it? Love is the exception and not the rule. There's a column in the Denver Post a while back about an an 85-year-old woman named Ellie Lindekrantz who was flying to to Florida. She was going to stay in Florida for a few months. And her husband had driven the family car to Florida and was going to meet her at the airport. But after arriving at Denver in the the airport, 85-year-old Ellie had asked for a wheelchair to take her to the gate, and and she was waiting under the departure arrival screens when, when suddenly she started to feel chest pains. She is quoted as saying, I hurt a lot, and I and I need I know I needed help. I knew I needed help. 
Well, a young man stopped to look at the, the screens above her and, and she told the man that she had severe chest pains and really needed some help. And he said, I hope you feel better and walked away. She called to another person nearby asking for help. And she just she just needed to get to the airport's urgent care facility. And the woman just kept on walking. By this time, Ellie had taken two nitroglycerin tablets and the wheelchair still had not arrived. She took a few steps towards a, a uniformed woman monitoring the, the lines at a ticket counter. And she's, she said that she really needed someone to help her. And the woman looked at her ticket and said, you should ask for American Airlines, somebody at American Airlines to help you. The American Airlines counter was nowhere in sight. Ellie sat down, took another nitro. In severe pain, she called her her daughter, Greta, on her cell phone. And Greta was not even in town. She was in Golden, Colorado in her phone, uh, in her car. But she she phoned 911 immediately. The dispatcher there patched it through to Denver, which transferred her to the, the Denver airport. And Greta relayed all of the information about her mother. And the man on the other end of the line said, we haven't had any emergency calls. And Greta said, this is an emergency call. My mother needs your help. And the man at the airport said, well, what do you want me to do about it? Finally, after four nitro tablets in almost 30 minutes, the wheelchair attendant arrived and Ellie told him that she needed to go to the medical facility in the airport right away. But he couldn't speak English. And he could, he could tell that something was wrong, though, so he, he, he took her to a friend who translated for them, and as soon as they figured out what was wrong, the attendant sped her to the infirmary where she was stabilized and transferred to the hospital by an ambulance. It was not a good experience, Ellie said later. And the worst part for Ellie was the sense of abandonment. Ask for help in the secular world when you're a drowning and someone is as apt to throw you an anchor as they are a life jacket. Not always, of course. We see love lived out in many areas of our secular world. But the difference is that for the world, love is the exception and not the rule. But listen to this, my friends. For Christians... Love is to be the rule. No exceptions. For Christians, love is to be the rule. And there can be no exceptions. Jesus says in John thirteen thirty five, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In fact, Jesus said that we are even to love the people who are mean to us. No exceptions. Now, obviously, we would like for there to be exceptions, wouldn't we? We would like to be able to hate those people that, that are mean to us. But Jesus says that there are no exceptions. The people who offend us, the people who who hurt us. But Jesus tells us that there are no exceptions. Barbara Brown Taylor tells a story of her nephew Will's first birthday party. Little Will was the center of everyone's attention. Everyone was looking at him and laughing at him. And so he happily did a little little dance there for everyone. And, 
He was enjoying all the attention until a jealous seven-year-old named Jason came over and put both of his hands on Will's chest and shoved. Will fell hard. His rear end hit first and then his head with a crack. He looked utterly surprised at first. No one had ever hurt him like this before. And he didn't know what to make of this, so, so he opened up his mouth and he howled. But not for long. His mother hugged him and helped him to his feet. And, and here's the remarkable thing that happened. The first thing that Will did was to totter over to Jason. He knew that Jason was at the bottom of this thing, but, but since such meanness was new to him, he didn't really know what to do. And, and so he did what he had always done. He put his arms around Jason and laid his little head against that mean little boy's body. Barbara Brown Taylor observes that what Will did to Jason that day put an end to the meanness in the room. And that's what love is. It's not a warm, fuzzy feeling between like-minded friends. Instead, it is plain old imitation of Jesus Christ who took all of the meanness of the world and ran it through the filter of His own body, repaying evil with good, repaying blame with pardon, repaying death with life. Call it divine reverse psychology, if you will. It worked once, and it can work again whenever God can find someone else who is willing to give it a try. So you see, for Christians... Love is to be the rule. And there are no exceptions to that. Why? Because we are loved by one who makes no exceptions. The master put it like this. My commandment is this. Love one another as I have loved you. And Christ makes no exceptions in his love for us. And neither can we. Some of you may be familiar with Brennan Manning. He's a speaker and author who has inspired many, many people through his books and his lectures. But actually, Brennan was not the name that Manning was given at his birth. To discover how he got his name, you have to go back to 1952 in a place called Pusan, Korea. At midnight, two best friends, Richard Manning, as he was known then, and Ray Brennan were side by side in a Korean foxhole awaiting their orders. They were casually eating chocolate bars when suddenly the unthinkable happened. A deadly hand grenade landed next to Ray Brennan, and then Ray Brennan did something quite extraordinary. He, he casually tossed aside his candy wrapper and threw his body on top of the grenade. And he glanced over and lovingly winked at Manning, his best friend, and allowed the grenade to explode underneath him. He gave his life for Richard. Eight years later, when it came time for Richard Manning to enter the Franciscan priesthood, he adopted a new name 
which is their custom. And because of the sacrifice of his friend, he took the name Brennan as his first name. And thus he became known as Brennan Manning. Now you know the rest of the story. Brennan Manning hoped to live as sacrificially in the same way that his friend had modeled for him. And of course, this is the love that Christ modeled for each of us. It is the very love of God. We see love lived out in in many areas of our secular world. We see it out there, but the difference is that for the world, love is the exception and not the rule. But for Christians, love is to be the rule. And there will be no exceptions. Because we are loved by one who makes no exceptions. And we are called to love one another. Just as Christ has loved us. Deeply. And from the heart. Amen. We're going to sing today a hymn of response number 410. It is well with my soul. And I hope that that is the case for each of us here today, that it is well with our soul, that we can say that we are in a right relationship with Christ, that we know that God loves us and we have made Christ the Lord of our lives and our Savior and our friend. But if there's someone here today who's never made that commitment, we invite you to do it today. We invite you to say yes to to this Christ who loved us enough to give his life for us and commit your life to following in that kind of love and modeling that kind of love in the world. If if, If you've never made that commitment, we invite you to do that today. Or if you are looking for a church home to be a part of, we invite you to unite with our church today. Or maybe you just need a time of prayer. We invite you to come and we'll pray. If God is dealing in your heart in any way today, we invite you to to come and to share that with us as we sing together. It is well with my soul. Would you come?
Please be seated for just a moment. Uh, I'd like to present someone to, to you, Mike. There we go. <laughs> a little, little hot mic there. I'd like to present someone to, to you today. Uh, for many of you, you don't need an introduction because you know Matthew North. Uh, Matthew has been a vital part of our upward ministry here for many years. Uh, for quite a few years, he has coached and, um, and has been a leader in our, in our ministry here. And he has come today uh, to unite with our church and to profess his faith in Jesus Christ. And he has come to, to us uh, proclaiming that he has accepted Christ as his Savior and has come to, be, to unite with our church and to follow in baptism a little later on. And I know that you, are, uh, you celebrate with me. And uh, we look forward to wonderful things. And if you will join me in welcoming Matthew into our church and into the family of God, would you do so by raising your hand and saying amen? Amen. Matthew, I, I do this every time someone joins the church. And that is that I say that we here at Community Baptist Church are all ministers. We are all ministers of the gospel because Christ has called us to do that. And so we look forward to the ministry that we have for you in the days ahead but also we look forward to the ministry that you have for us because we all use our gifts to take care of each other and to, and to take care of our community around us. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you. I know you'll want to come and speak with, uh, with Matthew after the worship service and extend to him uh, the right hand of Christian fellowship. Uh, before we do that, though, we have something else that we would like to do, um, and that is to honor our mothers and the women of our church, the nurturers of our church, the female nurturers of our church uh, today in, an, in another way. Um, you are very special to us. And one thing that, that is so significant is the spirit of service that you demonstrate in your lives. Just by having children and taking care of children and and nurturing children, it is, it is a demonstration of the, the spirit of service that you have. And we are grateful for that. So we're going to spend just a few moments right now. And I would like to ask for you to think about the service of the ladies in this church. And we're, we've asked some other servants of our church, some of the male deacons of our church, to pass out some flowers to the ladies of the church today. We're going to hear a song, and we're going to pass out some flowers. And as we do so, let's just think a little bit and be grateful for the spirit of service that our women demonstrate. I can only imagine 
what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine surrounded by your glory what will my heart feel will I dance for you Jesus or in all of you be still will I stand in your presence or to my knees Will I fall? Will I sing? Hallelujah. Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. stand for our benediction. Uh, Matthew will be standing here to, uh, to greet you as you leave, and, um, and we will go in the glory of God and in the love of God. We have been in your presence, O God, and you have ransomed us from our futile ways, but not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. It is through him that we have come to love you. It is through him that we have come to love one another. So help us now as we leave this place to be the exception to the rule of self-centeredness and consumption. Help us to truly turn our thoughts and love to you and through you to those we meet in our day-to-day lives. Help us to claim the thought that it is because you first loved us that we can truly love one another. And may we all be faithful to that truth. And God, we pray that you would add a special blessing to our mothers today as we honor them and love them. Amen.